Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Prepare to be blessed as pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau leads us into the anointed study of the Word of God, teaching and empowering you how to impact your world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching you how to receive the blessings and provisions of God and how to walk through this life with Freedom Through Faith. And now, here's Pastor Robert Thibodeau. We now rejoin today's message already in progress. You see, then there's the story of successful people who are engaged in church. Who are doing all they can with what they have. That's not saying they're giving, you know, if they have a billion dollars in the bank, they're not giving a billion dollars to the church. But if the church needs a new roof, they pay for it. They need a new sanctuary. They're part of building it. They're using their wealth and their success to further the kingdom of God. They're secure in their salvation. They know who their God is and who their Savior is. And they're not ashamed to talk about it. You see these successful sports athletes, when they're interviewed about hitting the home run in the bottom of the ninth with the walk-off grand slam home run that won the game, First of all, I want to give all the praise and glory to my Jesus. They're not afraid to speak their faith for what they have. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Where was I at? Many people that seem to be in great distress about a future eternal state actually get into their own way. They perplex themselves with thoughts such as what we just talked about. They should not be concerned so much and engaging their minds with these thoughts, but when they do, they cannot be said to be pressing towards the kingdom of God because what they're thinking about is not their work for God, but rather the work which tends to hinder them in their work for God. I'm too busy to go to church. I'm too busy to read the Bible. I'm too busy to pray. If they're violent, they're only working violently in an attempt to entangle themselves. They're caught in the spider web of the devil's grasp. And in actuality, they're laying stumbling blocks or stumbling stones in their own path. In their own mind, they've already made up, I'm too busy to do this, I'm too busy to do that. And their pressure's not forward, it's actually pushing them away. Amen. Instead of getting along, they waste their time, and they're worse, they're merely losing their time. Instead of fighting with the giants that stand in the way that keeping them out of Canaan, they spend their time and their strength in the conflicting shadows that appear by the wayside. They're more afraid of the shadow of the giant than the giant themselves. They're trying to get to heaven by their works. They're more consumed with what they can brag about than bragging on what God has done for them. Amen. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Therefore, we are not to judge people by the hopefulness 
of the ways that they're in or the probability of their success in seeking salvation. We are only to judge them by the greatness of the concern and the distress they are in. For many people have needless distresses, needless distractions that they'd be much better without. I'm not saying that to discredit them. I'm not saying that to minimize what they're going through. But focusing on how you're going to pay the light bill instead of how you're going to worship God and let Him pay the light bill is what's costing them to sit in darkness. Literally. Amen. You can often find this with people who are overrun with the cares of this world. That's the adversary of their soul, and they try to take advantage of them. Then there are people in the most likely way to obtain the kingdom of heaven when the intent of their minds and their actions, the eagerness of their spirits are about the proper work their proper business relationship, all the intent of their soul is to do what God has called them to do on God's terms and to do what he commands or what he directs them to do. You know, this ministry has been tasked with reaching the world with the gospel and to empower other ministries to do so to fulfill their calling to preach the gospel to the world through our radio station. A vision and a goal that we have is an AM radio station in Washington, D.C. to be the voice of God over Washington, D.C. on the internet and around the world. That is what we're pressing to. That's what we're pressing into. That is the focus that we keep before our eyes. Not to have a million dollars in the bank. Not that we can have a large ministry on television. Oh, yes, amen. Because once we're on TV, all of the financial needs will be met. No. That's when the finances, the bills go through the roof. It costs millions of dollars to be on TV, let alone have the studio set up, the editing, and all that other stuff that goes with it. I'm not saying that someday God may not call us to do that. But our calling and our place in the body of Christ that he has given me to focus on is the internet. We have given the internet too much. The devil has taken it, and I'm taking it back. Me and other believers with me who are preaching the gospel over internet radio, we're taking it back for Jesus. Amen. That's not to say that the devil will be completely washed out of it. But instead of just allowing people only to access pornography and all this other stuff, we're putting the gospel out there so people all over the world can have the word of God preached to them wherever they're at through the internet. 
Well, Brother Bob, what's this about an AM station? That's only going to be a localized setting. That's something God has called us to do, to be his voice into the atmosphere over Washington, D.C., over our politicians. Remember Ephesians 6, 12? We don't wrestle against men and all that. We wrestle against princes, principalities, powers of the air, rulers of the darkness of this world, and wicked spirits in high places. As an AM radio station preaching the gospel in Washington, D.C., we will be driving these demons out and allowing the Spirit of God to once again hover over the capital of this land. Amen. That's our vision. That's our goal. We estimate it'll take $1.5 million to accomplish that. And we're striving for that now in the name of Jesus. If you'd like to be part of that, you can go online at ftfm.org or at evangelismradio.com and make a donation and be sure you put in the comments part AM radio station. And those funds will be set aside only to be used in the purchase of this radio station. Amen. Glory to God. Enough plug on that. Hallelujah. John in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 26 says that he did not fight as those that were just beating the air. You see, our time on this earth is short enough. We don't need to spend time in that which goes against the purpose which God has given us. There are enough fights and enough enemies right now for you to encounter and deploy all your strength against. You don't need to waste time in fighting with demons and phantoms that God hasn't told you to go fight. Amen. I am not called to go and fight the homeless, homelessness down in Washington, D.C. or Baltimore or any other city. There are ministries who are called to go down there and fight those demons. They're not called to do what I'm doing. Amen. If they get confused and start trying to do what I'm doing instead of focusing on the demons that God told them to go fight, those demons will get stronger. Amen. And soon they'll lose all the ground that they have taken. You need to... When David picked up those five stones... Did you ever wonder why he was picking up those five stones? Scripture says Goliath, Goliath had four brothers. David picked up five... He hunted... Until he found five smooth stones. These were stones that would sail without curving. They'd be true. They'd hit. He was accurate with that slingshot. They would hit what he was aiming at. And he and his heart believed he was going to kill Goliath and his four brothers. Amen. Goliath came out there, cursing him in the name of God. And David said, you curse me in the name of your God. I come after you in the name of my God. And he let sail that rock. This giant had his huge shield. And he was looking at him just above the shield. He had, it was so big, there was someone carrying the shield for him. And he was crouched down behind that thing with just his eyes sticking up over it so he could see David. And that stone still found its mark. Amen. He had his giant 
his target, his demon, his spirit that he needed to fight in his eyes. And he wasn't going after somebody else. He was going after that one. Amen? That's what we need to do. We need to keep whatever demonic spirit God told us to go and fight. That's what we need to focus on and keep our focus on. Amen. Amen. Pressing into the kingdom of God is like breaking through opposition and difficulties. If there was no opposition and the way was all clear and open, there'd be no need of pressing in. Amen? Therefore, they that are pressing into the kingdom of God, they go on with a willingness to engage and a willingness to fight against those demons that are opposing the kingdom of God. They're able to break through the difficulties that are in their way. They're set on salvation that those things by which others are being discouraged by and that are stopped and turned back, it doesn't stop them. They press through them. Amen. I mean, there are... <laughs> I liken it to the military. You have some people in the military, their job is support, and I'm not discrediting them at all. Amen. But they are what we call chairborn rangers. You know, they're clerks and and finance people and and you know medical professions and all that stuff. And if suddenly their base is attacked by you know a company size element of the enemy these guys turn tail and run to whatever their secondary objective is or their secondary assembly area and the cavalry moves forward to engage the enemy you know the cavalry of which i was a part seeks to make contact with the enemy. Special forces, the Navy SEALs, the Rangers, you know, if they say, oh, the enemy's over here, let's go. They mount up and go. That's, they're, they're, the enemy is trying to press through our defenses, and those who are not called to engage the enemy in that type of action withdraw. But those who are called to engage that enemy in that type of action, they thrive in it. I mean, they're like, let's rock and roll. And they charge forth. Because that's what they are called to do. That's what they are trained to do. That's what they are equipped to do. There are those, you heard me say before, that every believer is called to some sort of ministry. You may not be called to the fivefold ministry, but you are called to ministry. You're either called to the fivefold ministry, which are those that go, or you're called to help those that go. Those are people that run the video cameras, that set up the sound equipment and run all that, that make videotapes, that sell the books at the tables. You go with those that are going, 
to help them while they are gone, while they're in the, in the battle, in the field, doing what they're called to do. And then there are those who are called to send those that go. Because let's say you have a team of 10 that goes with you. That's a small team, but we'll use that. You're a ministry. You're going to hold meetings. You have 10 people that go with you, two camera operators, two sound operators, and you know, uh, a stage manager, and everybody's engaged in helping to set up the book tables and all that that are open after the meeting. But during the meeting, the camera operators are at their cameras, the sound operators at their boards. Usually it'd be one at the board, one backstage in case there's something wrong with the microphones and all that. And they are together as a team helping the preacher do what he's supposed to do after the meeting. One sound operator stays to hook up, you know, disassemble the cameras, pack all that. The soundboard operator is, is doing his stuff. The other two go back out with the stage manager and they're managing the book tables and all that other stuff. It costs money to send those folks across the world or across the nation or across the state or wherever they need to go. So you're either called to go, called to help those that go, or called to send those by your financial donations. Amen. If you decide that you, you know, I've been paying all this money and stuff into this ministry, I'm going to make my own ministry, pay my own money that I've been giving to others into my ministry, and I'm going to go. That way I can get all this money and get all this fame and all this other stuff. Folks, if you're not called to do that, you will become a blemish on the kingdom of God. Because people will point to your failure or whatever it is you do is not going to be blessed. Let's put it like that. God admires your willingness to go, but if he did not call you to go, you'll be like Elijah. Amen. He just had the most major victory, killing 850 prophets. He had called fire down from heaven. He had just got through with the drought. It's raining now he, because he prayed for it to rain. And he went. He beat the, the king's chariot back to town. And Jezebel sends a messenger. She couldn't even send a soldier after him to do anything to him. She sent a messenger after Elijah said, Tomorrow by this time, you'll be just like one of them. Talking about being dead. And Elijah ran and ran and ran and ran. He came back to the mountain of God. And God said, Elijah, what are you doing here? Because, see, God didn't tell Elijah to come there. And after a demonstration of the power of God and all that, he said, now, Elijah, tell me again, what are you doing here? The implication is you should be there. The greatest revival in Israel. All of those that were present were bowing down saying, The Lord Jehovah, He is God. The Israel is ready for a massive nationwide revival. And the preacher ran away. And God said, What are you doing here? You see, if you're called into the finance ministry, we're going to have to close with this. If you're called into the finance ministry... Right? You're not called to go. You're not called to travel on the road and help those that go. 
You're called to send those that go. That's your calling. God has blessed your business so much that you are able to to pay for an entire missions trip. Let's say it was $25,000. You write the check. There you go, Pastor. All the bills are paid. They can go without worry about collecting an offering. They can go down there. I've done this before. I'm not here for an offering. I'm here to preach, to share the word of God with you. They've collected an offering. I've given it back to the pastor. Because the needs of our ministry has already been met by our faithful partners. Amen. There are times when I accept the offering. Praise God. But if I'm led by the Spirit to sow it back into that ministry, that's what I'm going to do. Because the budget has already been met. That's item number one on our list. You can ask any of my board of directors. We do not do something. We might have something on our goal, like this is what we're going to try and do this year. But when the time comes to make the decision, are we going or not? Are we doing this or not? The number one decision is, is it paid for? We don't go by faith or on faith, like we're going to go hold a meeting and just believe that the offering will be enough to pay for it. No, 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 no. I did that. There was one meeting we went to. It took me three years to pay that budget back. Nope. We only go when God provides the resources. That's those who are called to support this ministry financially, obey God in their calling. Amen. I don't, you know, yes, we enjoy large gifts. $1,000 just came in or whatever. Yes, those are blessings. But you know what's more of a blessing? When 10 people send $10. Amen. Because that means God is talking to the hearts of many people. Who sow into this ministry. When a hundred people would sow five dollars. That is such a blessing to this ministry. Amen. Because I know God is speaking to the hearts and minds of other believers. To support us in sending us out to do what we need to do. Amen. So if you are called to be one of those and you decide, I'm going to go start my own ministry, shoot, I'll have people sending me money. You're going to fail and you're going to fail miserably. And you'll be a blemish on the kingdom of God. And you will actually stop some people from pressing into the kingdom of God. Amen. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Amen. You are either called to go, help those that go, or send those that go. Amen. Don't stop people from pressing into the kingdom of God. You need to be so resolved for heaven that if by any means you could obtain it, you will obtain it by what you do here. On this earth, not by your works. I'm not talking about earning heaven by your works. I'm talking about by serving God in the calling he has given to you. Amen. Whether those ways, whether that ministry is difficult or easy or, or agreeable to you, it doesn't matter if it's agreeable to you or not. 
Amen. When no matter what is required from your hand, if God tells you to do it, your only job is to do it, to comply with the directive. If he says to you right now, I want you to sow $100 into Brother Bob's ministry, and you say, I don't want to do it, you are now in violation of a command from God. Amen. You have to look at it like that. Well, Brother Bob, if I got to pay $100 for my light bill and I give it to you, you know, what am, look at, remember Elijah with that widow woman? All she had left was a little bit of meal and a little bit of oil, enough to make one little tiny, I'll call it a biscuit, for her and her boy, and that was it. That's all they had left. After that, they are going to starve to death. Elijah said, give me some first. Because if you take care of the man of God who's called to do what God told him to do, God is going to make sure that blessing remains on you because you were obedient. Now, this widow woman could have said, I ain't giving you nothing, Jack. Didn't you hear me? I'm going to go in and make this for my son and I, and that, after that, we're going to die. She would have been exactly right. If they'd have ate it without giving the prophet anything, they would have died. But because they were obedient, they were blessed. Amen? You see... God's will is that you come into the kingdom of God. And you do that by accepting Jesus as your Savior. Pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me of all my sins. Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. And I thank you that you, Lord, you washed them all away. Come into my heart. Created me that new man that's righteous in the eyes of God. That's all the time we have. Be blessed in all you do. You have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website, www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's FTFM.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God.